0: Godspeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. Ships of Tarshish made rich, all the merchants of the earth, international trade, globalism, and that's what we're hearing, that's a buzzword, China, Russia, North Korea, what's going to happen with the trade wars, the imports, the exports? Why is it that so many are investing overseas in the major stocks? In China. And we wonder why. Well. The bottom line is. for the love of money. Is the root of all evil. And we're going to see what that city is. Is a city. That. Whose builder and maker is God. That all the ones. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. All the ones in, this, in the faith. Had this testimony. They were looking for a city. Whose builder and maker is God. Here. They said we have no continuing city. But now, there's a city here in the earth. That city is Mystery Babylon, the Great, the Mother of Harlots, and Abominations of the Earth. It has its roots in Genesis and Babylon when Nimrod built a city. Slime they had for mortar. Brick they had for stone. And if you take a look at that, well, let's go and we'll read it. It says in Genesis, right after the table of nations, in Genesis 10, and Genesis 11, and it says the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Now, Shinar we know, Babylon, Babel. But here is the beginning of Babel. This spirit's been around for all since creation in the table of nations. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick. Now this is man-made. This is not stone, which the builders rejected becoming the head of the corner. This is man-made brick, laban, baked brick. It doesn't have the strength and the power of the stone. It doesn't have the durability and the solidness upon this rock I'll build, my church. That rock is the stone, that rock is Christ. But this is a false Christ. It's a false city. It's Babel. It's confusion. And that's the reason why the Holy Ghost is given to us. To lead us and guide us into all truth. Not partial truth. Not one verse, but all truth. Notice that they said, go to let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. In other words, this is man-made brick for stone. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. This is untempered mortar. It's never been through the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's never been on a foundation, the true Christ. And they said, go to, let us build us a city. Here's the city and the tower. Not Mitzvah. Not the watchtower for the children of God, but a tower of Babel, the Tower of Babylon, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name. They don't want to be called by the name of Jesus. They want to build their own name, to lift up their own by pride, the things of the world. Any man love of the world, the love of the Father's not in it. but all the so the world. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, and the world passes away with the lust thereof. Whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. Why did they want to build this city? Lest we be scattered upon the face of the whole earth. Be scattered, the diaspora, the scattering. God said it was scattered with the holy power in the last days, for the time, times they have three and a half years. And after he's accomplished the scatter of the power of the holy people, all these things would be finished. This city is taking over the earth. It's made all the kings of the earth work with the wine of our fornication. It's money. It's the ships of merchant men. International trade, globalism, one-world government. And we're told that it's good for us. Well, this is good. Our alliance with Russia, alliance with China, North Korea, all oh, this is good for us, and it's on the international merchants that are made rich, but the common man, the middleman, the workers that literally the backbone of various various nations are the ones that are destroyed by it. the rich become richer. And we have in Revelation 18, this city coming to fruition over all the earth. And it's in a false concept, a false perception of good, calling good evil and evil good. And it's deceived many. The ones of the world are deceived because they think it's a good thing. Socialism's good because the government's going to take care of us. But we find that this lie that has been ever built since Nimrod built that great city Kala and the beginning of a kingdom in Babel, Babylon. There, God said, nothing shall be impossible to them what they have imagined to do. They had faith, but it was faith in the wrong thing. Therefore, God did confound their language. And confound is confusion. Because we don't know God. We don't have that rock. We have baked brick for stone. We don't have the rock of our salvation. And this city that's in this world of Babylon that's made all the kings of the earth rich through the abundance of her delicacies. The merchant men are made rich. But in one hour, so greater riches will come to naught. Notice that Babylon says in Revelation 18, He sees an angel come down from heaven having great power and the earth was lightened with his glory. There's a time coming in the latter rain that there's a great light that lighteth all the people of God. It's a seal of the living God that God's doing now. In Revelation 7, seal the servants of our God in their forehand. It's the mind of Christ that they will not be deceived in the last days. Lamentation, mourning, and woe. The last three trumpets are woe trumpets. Woe, 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 be unto the inhabitants of the earth by the reason of the other three angels yet to sound. Why? Because the devil is cast down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. How long a time? Time, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days of the great tribulation. And at this time, he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen and has become the habitation of devils. Now, what we want to see is that all the riches of the world The abundance of her delicacies. Merchant men made rich. All of the gold, silver, and all that were found in her. She had the riches of the earth. And we find that in Revelation 18, it's going to give us insight of this false worldly city that all nations are drunk with the wine of her fornication. Calling good evil and evil good. All nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. They bought the lies. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich. Now I'm not talking about rich you know, by simply having a house and a a few cars and uh, owning your property in in suburbia. I'm talking about riches. Billionaires. I'm talking about the international merchants global trade the stocks bonds and mutual funds that we're now that are going into foreign countries while the american people are literally wondering where the the next meal is coming from some losing their jobs and uh, then all land being bought from other nations and wondering why american person buys a business, and sells it, he's got to pay a capital gains on it. How it? A person uh, from a foreign country buys the same property, sells it, no capital gains tax. Why? Because you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. It's a mutual compensation in global trade. And this is why we're going to see evil men and seduces waxing worse and worse. Global trade. The merchants of gold, silver, precious stones. What's found in this city? How many riches will we find that in Babylon there's a merchandise of gold, silver, precious stones? I'm reading Revelation 18. Fine linen, purple silk, scarlet, and all fine iron wood. All manner vessels of ivory, All manner vessels of most precious wood, of brass, iron, marble, and cinnamon, odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, beasts, and sheep, horses, chariots, slaves, and souls of men. Somebody said, wait a minute. That's in the church. All these we find in the church. We're grinding. We're taking the wheat and barley harvest, and we're grinding that at the mill to make a fine uh, offering to the Lord. A meat offering, a meal offering to the Lord our God. It's false religion, friend. <laughs> it's a false uh, church. Babylon, mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Somebody said, well, it's a natural city. Well, no, we find that Jerusalem, the natural Jerusalem today, speak of as, as unto Hagar, which is now in bondage. But the Jerusalem which is above, is a mother of us all. We're seeing all the fruits, not the fruits of Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance, against such there is no law, all the fruits of the Spirit. We're finding the fruits of the world, people that are going after riches, falling into diverse temptations, and many hurtful lusts because they set their affections uh, on the things of the world rather than on the things of God. And uh, we're going to reap the reward. Evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse. All God's ways are judgment. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. And righteousness is not just being right. The biblical righteousness is the revelation of Jesus. When we read Romans 5, By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offense is of one, Adam said, so also the free gift is of one, Jesus Christ. The rock, the stone, which the builders rejected. And we find that death reigned by death. Sin reigned by death. Sin reign by death. Well, how does grace reign? Because we're saved by grace through faith. Grace reigns through righteousness. Through righteousness. And that righteousness, that grace comes at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter tells that tells us that in his epistle, first Peter one that the grace comes unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Righteousness, then, is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Through these great and precious promises given to us, whereby we can escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature. So what are we saying? We're saying that the average churchgoer does not realize that we followed a false doctrine for years and years, centuries, and even millennia. In 325 A.D., we found a council in Nicaea and a synod and an ecumenical council telling us that their God is a trinity. And there's no such thing as a trinity. He's the Holy One of Israel. You believe in one God, you do well. Well, this is the city. It's a city of confusion. We can't explain the Godhead because we don't understand that we're building and looking for it in a city of Babel. Babylon, and we wonder why the judgments of God and HIV, why we have AIDS, why we have Ebola, locust plagues in Madagascar, why we're having the COVID-19 and all the plagues and judgments that's coming, because our God is a good God. It's not the problem is God, the problem is is with us. Our own ways have procured these things unto us. And who will hear for the time to come? Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harvests and abominations of the earth, the whole government of God rests upon Jesus' shoulder, which is the cross. The cross is that whosoever suffereth with the Lord Jesus will reign with them. But we have a crossless Christianity. We have a false city. We're looking for that city whose builder and maker is God where we continue. But here on the earth we have no continuing city. It's called Babel, Babylon. It's a worldly city. It has all manner of gold, silver. All it says here that thy soul lusted after. In Revelation 18, it says in Revelation 18 verse 14, and the fruits that thy soul lusted after, are departed from thee. And all things that were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. And thou shalt find them no more at all. Who are these? The merchants. The merchants of these things. The merchants of the world. International trade, globalism. All the ones that were big in the stock markets. All the ones that were in the trade agreements while the working man suffered. The merchants of these things were made rich by her. This mystery Babylon, this city of the world that had simply brought forth confusion. She says in Revelation 18 verse 7, I said a queen. I am no widow. I don't have to be married to Jesus. I'm already there. I'm a queen, I am no widow, and I shall see no sorrow. I will see no birth pangs. I already have Jesus manifest in me. I said a queen, and I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow. No sorrow, no birth pangs. Amos 9, verse 9, there's a sifting going on among the nations. That's exactly what's happening now, neighbor. Not the least grain will fall to the ground. Jesus will lose none of his saints. All that serve God will be delivered. All the righteous, holy, will be able to stand in the evil day. But he says in Amos 9.10, I will destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword. Notice he said, God said, my people by the sword, which say no evil. No trouble, no tribulation shall come upon or will hinder us. I'll destroy all the sinners of my people with we'll say no sword, no, no trouble, no tribulation or persecution shall hinder us. That there we understand that that is the cross. Jesus said, The first thing any man come after me, let him deny himself, go pick up his cross and follow me. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with Him. For he that is in the flesh has ceased from sin. But we have flipped this. Calling God, uh, this is the scriptures there to be an evil thing. Suffer with Him. Oh no, we don't suffer. We have the money life. We have jet planes, cars, boats, planes, trains. We have uh, blessings and money in the bank, 401Ks and all this other stuff, we certainly haven't suffered. And that's the reason why the Lord, all His ways are judgment. Our own ways have procured these things to us. He said, come and let us return to the Lord, for He hath torn, He will heal us. He has smitten, and He will bind us up. After the second day, He will revive us. In the third day, and we're in that third day now, He will raise us up and we will live in His sight. If we follow unto to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. He'll come to us as a rain, the former and the latter, in the first month. The latter rain is what God is preparing now for those that are servants of God, that love God and keep his commandments. The merchant man of the world, when you find that God said all these plagues are going to come upon her in one hour, we're fast approaching that day where we find that for our faith to grow exceedingly and the surety of one to abound one toward another It's through the persecution and tribulation that we endure during hardship as a good soldier which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that may, we might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we suffer. Seeing it is a righteous thing to render tribulation to them that have troubled you. Our God says, I will render trouble to them that have troubled you. Tribulation to them that have tribulations you. But tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So what's the bottom line? Are you willing to suffer for the Lord? Are you willing to pick up your cross and follow him. If you do, you will walk not in the lust of the flesh, not in Babylon, not in the desires of the flesh, the pride of life and the lust of the eyes, but you'll walk in the shadow of his wings, hid with God in Christ in the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. When he says here, God said, because that they have done this, how much she has glorified herself and have lived deliciously. So much torment. Wait a minute. Why? But just because she lived all this uh, glamour and Hollywood stardom and merchants of the world and And in the high echelon, God's going to render so much sorrow and grief to her. There is a rich man's ground, the ground of that rich man brought forth plentifully. And he said, what shall I do? I have much good. I don't have a big enough barn. I'm a good businessman, so I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. Well, somebody said that's a good businessman. But we're going to find that he's doing it for his own personal reasons. His own personal, literal self egotistical, self centeredness. And not toward God. Somebody said, Toward God. God wants me to prosper and be in health, even as my soul prospers. Yes, that's true. But is your soul prospering? He said, Oh, this rich man said, I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns. I'll build greater. I'll have a bigger business. And then I'll say to my soul, eat, drink, and be merry. For thou hast much good stored up for many years. Somebody said, well, that's a good businessman. He knows what he's doing. He's multiplied his riches. Then there's a voice that came from uh, heaven that night in the night visions that is now upon this earth to hurt the land, the sea, and the trees. And God is sealing his people now for those that have an ear to hear. Hear what the Lord is saying to the churches. He said, this night, thy soul shall be required of thee, you rich young man. This rich man whose grounds bought forth plentifully, all he did was build barns stored his goods, had many many fruits stored for many years, ate, drank and be merry, As much goods stored for many years. That night a voice came from heaven and said, thou fool this night thy soul is required of thee. Then who shall those things be? Who will have them now? Well, what's the bottom line? What was he saying? What's the sin of Babylon here? We're making money, lots of money. Merchant men. We're investing in all this uh, uh, military in China. All the the international trade and globalism. What's wrong with it? Well, let's take a look at the, the grounds of that rich man that brought forth plentifully. In Luke 12, we see it. He said, this night thy soul shall be quiet to thee. Why? What was his sin? The same sin as the rich man that fared sumptuously every day and Lazarus. The same exact thing. Well, the rich man, he was the one that had the riches. He's the one that wrought it. He's the one that earned it. But the uh, Lazarus sat outside the gate and begged just for the crumbs off his table. But the rich man wouldn't so much as give him a crumb off the table. But then the rich man died and Lazarus died. Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham. He's in that place of the departed saints of God and he's comforted. He's in the bosom of Abraham. And we find the rich man there is in hell. What was his sin? It was his to begin with. Well, he that hath this worldly goods saith his brother in need shutteth up his bowels of compassion. How dwelleth the love of God in him? God was not in his life. It was all centered around money. This Babylonian city City of Babylon, the things of this world, riches, those uh, gold, silver, and all the things that your soul lusted after. He had it. But the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell and prayed Father Abraham. Let Lazarus dip but his finger in the water and touch my tongue, for I'm grievously tormented in this place. What was his sin? the same as the grounds of that rich man that brought forth plentifully and pulled down his barns and built greater and said, soul, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry for thou hast much good stored up for many years the Lord called him that fool that night in the judgment, thou fool this night thy soul shall be required of thee, you've lost your soul so is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. Who are you living your life for? Are you living it for yourself? Self-gratification? As self-centeredness? Are you living it for God? For here we live for God for three score and ten years, and by reason of strength we go to 80. Yet, all that we do, man born of is a few days full of trouble, why not spend it in God? Why not lose our life in Him, crucified with the Lord Jesus Christ? Rather than put all of our interests, time, money, and globalism, and in the worldly city Babylon that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. It's just that simple so is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. In Luke 12, the Lord said a very profound, some said even hard statement: sell that you have and give alms, offerings. Provide for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust doth not corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. My goodness. You mean we've got a sell that we have? Jesus said it. His disciples did it, and the church sanctioned it. In Acts, the second chapter, all that had possessions and land and houses, sold them and laid them at the apostles' feet. And somebody said, well, that's crazy. Well, take a look at the faith chapter in Hebrews 11, and these whose whose whole testimony, they were looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. It certainly wasn't Babel. They didn't want to get them a name. They didn't want to build it with baked brick. They wanted the true Christ. They wanted that rock of their salvation. Well, Babel, lest they be scattered upon the earth, they want to get them a name. Because the true body of Christ will be scattered the power of the holy people in the last days. For this gospel will be preached in all the world for a witness in all nations. How? By the saints, by the church of the living God. We find in the book of Acts, the age chapter, that all, this, all the saints of God, the whole church of God, was scattered abroad in the former reign. And they went everywhere preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. They only abode at Jerusalem, the apostles only. For God had scattered his church. He's going to do it again. And we're seeing it more and more. Hatred. Evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse. Jesus said the time will come. And I forewarned you. That they're going to deliver you up out of their synagogues. Yet the time cometh that whosoever killeth you or that kills you will think they did God a service. That's John 16, 1. And Jesus said, I forewarned you that you should not be offended. Why will they do these things? Call an evil good and good evil. Why? Because these things what they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't understand that Jesus, the Son of God, is the Father revealed. They do not have the real Christ. They've got fake brick, far stone. That stone which the the uh, builders rejected has become the head of the corner. It's a chief cornerstone. It's the rock of our salvation. It's that rock that Jesus said in Matthew 16, upon this rock, I'll build my church. What is that rock? That rock is the true Christ. But most have an antichrist that they think is the real Christ. But God said in Deuteronomy 32, is this not sealed up among my treasures? Because their rock is not our rock. It's a false rock. But it seems right to a man, but then they're over the ways of death. It's a false rock. So God said in that day, I kill, I make alive, I, I wound, I heal. I cause it to rain on city and not another. Shall there be evil in the city? And now the Lord God hath not done it. For why? This judgment upon all will begin, the judgment of God will begin... Deuteronomy 32, at my house, for the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the tribulation, the trouble, when he sees their power's gone, not Holy Ghost's power, their power, and there's none shut up or left. That's where we are today, the judgments of God. We've never seen a time like this. We're having not only a national crisis, but an international, global crisis, and it's going to get worse. Why? Because the coming of the Lord draws nigh. All his ways are judgment. Why is he doing it? To reveal his name, to reveal who he is. That all may know that I am God, and beside me there is no other God. There's no God Jr., there's no second person of the Godhead. That's a false Christ. So, what is the revelation of Christ? What's the true rock? What's that true city? that we're looking for, whose builder and maker is God? It's Christ. Very simple. That Jesus is the Christ. Well, then who is Christ? 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 tells us who Christ is. That the Old Testament prophets, as Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, 14 minor prophets, all the way to Malachi, prophesied by the spirit of Christ that was in them. And that's a capital S. Christ is that Spirit. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Lord. Christ is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Christ is that Spirit. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the Father. In Ephesians 4, he said there's one body, one Spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. Father? Father is in you. Christ is in you. Yes, neighbor, that's Christ. But Christ by the Spirit of Christ that was in those Old Testament prophets, when it spoke beforehand of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So Christ the Spirit made Himself a body of flesh and blood as Christ, not Christ Jr. Christ the Spirit is Christ that man. He's one and the same. So, who's a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist. Uh-oh, that's that city of Babel. That's that globalism. That's the merchants of the earth. Not buying the truth and selling it not, but buying into the earth. Earthly, gold, silver, all that thy soul lusted after. Saying, souls, eat, drink, take thy ease. Thou hast much goods stored up for many years. You're rich toward self. You're not rich toward God they well, say, well, it's my money. God's the one that blessed your neighbor. Will you honor him? Are you rich toward self and not rich toward God? You've asked Jesus coming into your heart and you say you're saved? You better read the scriptures. Tune in with us. There's more to come. Sealing God's people at the various podcasts, iPhones, Androids. Got our app. Join us. Because we're going deeper into the sealing that God is doing now on his servants that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You can see, we start out as newborn babes, desiring the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. But these babies have have need of milk and not of strong meat because they're unskillful in the word of righteousness. Righteousness is a revelation of Jesus. He is the father that came into the world and manifested himself in flesh and went back to his former glory. That's a mystery. A mystery of godliness that God was manifest in the flesh. That's 1 Timothy 3.16. Not God Jr., not the second person of the Godhead, but God himself. That's a mystery of God and the father and of Christ. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. All the forms of the Godhead dwelleth in Christ Jesus in one body. You want to see God, look at him. Except you believe that I am he, the father of glory. You shall die in your sins. John eight twenty Who is the liar but he that that? That Jesus is the Christ. Christ is the father. Christ is the word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the son of God. Christ is the son of man. Christ is all. Jesus is that Christ. First John 2, 22. Who is the liar but he than that That Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. That's not with uh, the devil with a pitchfork, with red horns coming out of his his head. It is something in lieu of Christ. It's so subtle that the denominal world has bought into it. And it's time for him to come out. Touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. Well, the time is now, neighbor. Who is a liar but that that Jesus said to Christ, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost? He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is uh, the Son of God, which is the Father revealed. The express image of his singular person. The image of the invisible God. Jesus said, you know me, you don't know my Father. The words that I speak are not mine. The Father dwelleth in me. He's one doing the works. He is that God. He is an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. 1 Timothy 6.15 Jesus, the blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, who only hath their mortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. Who is that? That's that city whose builder and maker is God. Jesus, a man over his own house, That's why as we take a look at Babylon, globalism, one world government, he deceiveth the whole world. And that's exactly what's happening now. More than ever, we're coming close to that one world government, globalism, and they're telling us it's a good thing. We're we're all going to benefit by this. But the servants of God know better evil men and seducers, waxing worse and worse. The time is coming because they have not known the Father nor me, Jesus said, if they had known that he is the Father of glory, the Son of God is the Father revealed. But because they hated me, they're going to hate you. Because you're in the real Jesus. If you were in the world, in Babylon, the world would love you. Because you're not in the world, you're not of the world, because you're not of the world, the world is hate you. They call Jesus Beelzebub, the prince of devils. So will they call the body of Christ. In the last days they will abhor hate, envy, strife, and murder every way they can, the body of Christ. So what's the thing to do? Plant your life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Love not your life. He that hateth not my father, mother, brother, daughter, sister, son, yea, his own life cannot be my disciples. Reckon yourself dead unto sin, but alive unto righteousness. And that's where we are now. God's doing a sealing, neighbor. Contact us, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org. The truth will prevail, though they will hate the truth and cast it to the ground. But God will destroy Babylon in one hour. Also greater riches, billionaires, will weep and cry for an one hour, it says, and all the merchants of these things, saying, alas, alas, that great city, the worldly city, all the riches and the glory, they lived, living deliciously. And it was clothed in that fine linen, purple scarlet, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, For in one hour, so greater riches is come than not. Now, there's one thing about Babylon that you need to notice. She is, she rides upon a scarlet-colored beast. That beast is a trinity religion. It's the second person of the Godhead, God in a trinity. And it's Revelation 16, 13. These are three unclean spirits like frogs, which are spirits of devils working miracles. Do they work miracles? Yes. Signs, miracles, and lying wonders. Which are the spirits of devils, the spirits of frogs, coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, a false father, false son, and a false Holy Ghost. When you see that Jesus God is one, he is that spirit that made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. Who is that servant? Isaiah 43.10 says, Thus saith the Lord and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand I am he. That man is God. Isaiah 43.10, Beside me there's no other God. I'm the Lord thy Redeemer, God thy Savior. When you see that, you'll see the era that we have been taught through ecumenical councils and synods over the years that has been totally lies. So come out of her and be you separated. And the Lord God will receive you. That's what's happening now. The ceiling going on to the servants of God in their foreheads, those that have an ear to hear. Notice that the woman, that old whore, that Babylon, that false church. She's decked in purple. She's decked in scarlet. But she cannot wear the blue. Why? Because the blue is the Father. It's the heavenly. It's the Word. It's the Holy Ghost. The blue is that heavenly man speaks of the Father of glory. She can't wear the blue. Why? Oh, she'll preach King of kings and Lord of lords. The purple. She'll preach the scarlet that he died on the cross. The man. But she won't give the man the glory of the Father. She cannot wear the blue. And that's what you'll see in Revelation 17 and 18. Come out of Babylon. Be ye separate. Touch not the unclean thing. Achan and all those Babylonish garments and a wedge of gold will die. Touching not that unclean thing. Give us a call. Let us hear from you. Sealing God's People. SealingGodsPeople.org The podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And until the next time, it's says, brother in the spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.